0: It's an interesting statement. Dallas Willard said this about the church. Uh, today's translation might be: "We're educated beyond our practice, or we're educated beyond our love, our ability to love." Dallas was talking about this idea that cons- that he was concerned about was that consumerism is so easily seeping into the church. That we just want to consume knowledge, consume like our faith, like it's a product. And so we we can know a lot. We can be doing a lot. We can be involved in a lot of programs, but left untransformed. So how do we live a life where we're not just consuming, but we're actually transforming? We live in a consumer world. The religion of more is all around us. We just, if I have more, I'll be more. And this need for more is driven by this, maybe the feeling of not having enough and maybe even not being enough. So how do we deal with a scarcity mentality where we never have enough that drives the need to consume? I wanna talk today about how Jesus teaches us to, to gain a mindset of abundance in a world of scarcity. Let's look at the passage we looked at last week but let's look at a few new angles at this passage mark chapter 6 verse 30 the apostles returned to jesus and told them everything they had done and taught they've been out on kind of a mission trip they've been out um, teaching about the way of the kingdom and in verse 31 it says many people were coming and going and so there was no time they they're busy they're doing ministry they're telling jesus about all the stuff they're learning and he said to the apostles, to the leaders, come by yourselves to a secluded place and rest for a while. Let's rest. You've been hard at work. You've been doing uh, ministry. You've been doing the, the life of the kingdom. And so they departed in a boat themselves for a deserted place. Jesus knew how tiring you know, life can be, and especially when you're trying to live life, the life of the kingdom in the middle of a, a world that is struggling and has a lot of brokenness. We can get so tired. Verse 33, many people saw them leaving and recognized them. And so they ran ahead from all the cities and arrived before them. And when Jesus arrived and saw a large crowd that he was actually trying to get away from and have some rest and have some rest for his disciples and be able to like talk and process, they didn't have time for that. All of a sudden, all these people are there. And it says he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And then he began to teach them many things. So Jesus even had this plan. Let's go rest. <laughs> Doesn't that Doesn't make you feel <laughs> better about your life? Jesus had plans, and they, they were changed. It didn't quite happen the way uh, he said or wanted. They wanted some rest. They went to a place for rest, and, and ministry followed them. Life followed them, um, and he had compassion. And so he, he, he looked at people and decided, hey, this need is greater than just my need to like, get away for a little bit. Verse 35: Late in the day, his disciples came to him and said, This is an isolated place, and it's already late in the day. Send them away. Send all the people that have come to. Gather around Jesus. Send them away so that they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy something to eat for themselves. Jesus, it's time to call it a day. We we worked, <laughs> we worked overtime. You worked overtime. Your compassion was amazing, but now it's time um, for a little self compassion. And uh, let's send these people to go have food. We don't have enough food for them. Jesus said, "You give them something to eat." They said to him, "Should we go off and buy bread?" worth almost eight months pay and give it to them to eat? Like, should we spend our money frivolously that way? And that's not even practical. Can we even do that? There's not enough, Jesus. That's not going to work. We got to split. We got to send them away. And Jesus said to them, how much bread do you have? Take a look. Like, go and see what you have. After checking, they said, five loaves of bread and two fish. Not quite enough to feed the thousands of people here. Jesus directed the disciples to seat all the people in groups as though they were having a banquet on the green grass. And they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties, and he took the five loaves and the two fish and looked up to heaven, blessed them, broke the loaves into pieces, and gave them to his disciples to set before the people. He also divided two fish among them all, and everyone ate until they were full. They filled 12 baskets with everything left over. All the leftover pieces of bread and fish and about 5,000 had eaten. And this is a beautiful picture of abundance in a desert of scarcity. There's an abundance in, in and around Jesus that the world doesn't often see in this world that can be so scarce and needing to consume and trying to get to the store first we see this picture Jesus uh giving in the middle of scarcity Cir- circling people up together in-, in community in the middle of scarcity and Jesus putting bread the little bread that they have in the hands of his leaders his disciples to give a pattern of receiving and giving and giving and receiving in the middle of scarcity and and the bread multiplies being spread throughout like thousands of people this multiplication once this giving and receiving is done in the middle of scarcity so let's talk about this a little bit i think this is such a powerful moment the question i have when i look at this passage is like, why didn't Jesus redirect the crowd away? I mean, Jesus is the one who says like, I came to give you rest, you know, rest for your soul. So Jesus isn't like, uh, you know, pro-workaholism, you know, maybe by this passage, we should ask that question. Is he a workaholic? Does he need to be needed? Is Jesus just another example of like a reactive leader chained to people's ever, uh, never-ending needs and um, jumping into action at the slightest moment of need. I'm not so sure about that. Jesus seemed able to stand under the pressure of, of, of popularity, the pressures to prove himself um, as the Son of God and other temptations. Remember the temptation in the desert? He seemed to be able to get away and pray and rest in his Father's presence. Um, so, what does this moment in this story, what, what's the lesson here for us? And what motivates this moment? Is it reactivity and scarcity, or is it compassion and generosity? In verse 34, it says, when Jesus arrived and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them. Underline that in your Bible if you got it. Highlight it if you got it in your phone. He had compassion on them. Why? Because they look like sheep without a shepherd. Uh, the, the shepherd and sheep is, the, is imagery and language that's used throughout the Scripture, uh, really about leadership. So the way Jesus takes care of the, his sheep is he begins to teach them about the kingdom. He teaches them many things. Might this be a key about our calling, our vocation, our ministry, our work? We, we, it's I don't know about you, but I can... Have moments, especially in the last few years, where I can just feel so exhausted, so tired, and the work—it never seems to be done. Uh, the, the work is always there. The work is pressing in, especially when, especially when we're trying to get rest, like Jesus and his disciples were. Try to get away. Try to like process like some of the crazy things that have been happening, and the good things, and the challenging things you know, when the texts of needs start coming in from friends or texts from friendships and a text from, you know, you know, someone you really care about. And it's like, you're already exhausted. What do you do? You want to get away. You want to rest. You want to take a break. But sometimes it seems impossible. And Jesus, it says, had compassion, like compassion, kind of like motivated and moves this story. You know, the older I get, I think the the meaning of this story deepens for me, kind of like a shallow pool that uh, you used to visit, but later when you when you revisit it, you realize there's a a deeper well. And I think Jesus offers this story in this moment to his disciples and to us who read this on how to like prevent a consumptive, life taking relationship with work, with ministry, with friendships, with people, with calling and help teach us to set up a creative and contemplative relationship with relationships and the world around us, our calling and our work. So I want to talk about this dynamic between um, a scarcity mentality and abundance mentality, and just the scarcity in our our world and abundance. And for those of us who may be exploring the way of Jesus and moving in faith or toward faith, um, the scarcity of of bread in this story can be very much like the scarcity of love and compassion and faith in our own lives. Uh, the temptation is to feel this deep need to consume Christ and what he offers without actually listening to him because we have this like, need to meet the scarcity of the moment. Now let's hone in here. Jesus uses this moment to show us the abundance we have in God's world, in God's family. And when we look to God together, when we listen to Jesus' voice, it like we see something totally different. Often there's there's this, I think there's an idea in our world that there's a scarcity of power in the sense that like only a few have the power and 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 power is in the in the hands of the few. And if you can just get to a place where you, we have power, the more power, more influence we have, like uh, the better for us. And and only a few are gonna have it. And so we gotta fight for that. We gotta compete for that. And when that dynamic is at work, it actually keeps influence and power and um, decision making out of the hands of the many. And I love this image Jesus gives us and how we hold on to things. We, we, we either we're opening our hands to receive and we're opening our hands to give the gifts we've received, or we're clutching our hands, we're closing our hands. It's this motion of like taking uh this motion of scarcity this motion of keeping what we've earned and what we've gained and trying to hold on to it and hoard it well, it's fear it's fear mentality it's scarcity it's it, it drives even greed and this unsustainable consumption of this clutching and closing of our hands uh, the self-serving because like i might not have enough and i i got to the store first or i got to the store second but at least i got something i got to hold on to this the disciples are given from jesus given like this bread that he he had asked them what do we have and they would given him what they had and then he blesses it and gives it back to them and these gifts this uh this really this power of decision making what are they going to do with it um are they going to share it or are they going to keep it jesus gives to them to give to others and they learn i think this is so amazing this picture they're learning to model uh, generosity in sharing this receiving and giving and giving and receiving. they're modeling it to the community around them that's now circled up. Uh, and there's enough bread and fish to start giving. And through Jesus they learn there is an abundance in the midst of scarcity. There are green pastures in the middle of a desert. and the disciples they saw only desert at first, like Jesus sent them away and now all of a sudden they're seeing this miracle unfold how can we learn to live like that in the middle of our deserts in the middle of our scarcity you know i think it's important to to realize that when jesus is empowering them he's he's giving them power he's giving them gifts he's giving them something to give this doesn't mean that they're like aren't leaders anymore if they give power away or leadership isn't important Quite the opposite, in fact. The story shows us just how important leadership is. The disciples are clearly leaders, giving and leading their community, and they're modeling for their community how to live in God's, God's kingdom, how to live with an abundance mentality that, hey, Jesus is here. Let's listen to him. In the middle of the deserts that we're in, God is going to take care of us, and we have what we need. We don't have to just consume each other. We can share with each other. And it emphasizes the importance of leaders and their influence for good or bad, because leaders are amplifiers. Leaders are influencers, and they influence and amplify a community's story. And the story can either be a a story of scarcity or a story of abundance. Abundance leads to joyful peace. Scarcity leads to grief. It leads to this consumer story where we become educated beyond our practice and our ability to love, where we need more and we never have enough, and we're always left wanting more with no transformation. So how are you holding onto your influence and power and the gifts that God has given you in your life? Are you clutching or are you opening those hands? I want to come back to this, this, this thing that we see at the, at the end of this story, this picture of of abundance and giving and receiving the bread only multiplies when the disciples hands are open and give the bread like it the bread multiplies when the bread is given it's only when we learn to give power to others that we see others empowered This is literally what Jesus is doing and modeling. He's giving away power. Um, His his disciples are carrying the gifts he gives to them to give to the world. If we don't learn this, we will always be in a place of scarcity and depletion um, and holding for ourselves and maintaining power for ourselves, building our um, platforms and our influence, amplifying me instead of helping and serving the we so like people just work so hard to get there but i I think i don't think we realize that like once we're at that point one of the the dark sides i wouldn't even see is that you now you're in a place where not only are you consuming but you're being consumed like you've gotta you've gotta produce you know the content you've got to produce uh you know the prestige you gotta produce the product the image the thing that you know like you work so hard to to have you've got to You've got to produce, and so you end up in this place where you're always consumed and you're never satisfied. You're, you're not rested. You're drained. You don't have compassion for people. You don't have curiosity. The life is drained out of you. Whereas if you just give what God has given you, the influence you have changes into a more positive and mutually beneficial dynamic, and, and it's life-giving rather than life-taking. Jesus offers us a different story. Remember when he opened his hands to give bread, remember that those hands that gave bread were also the hands that received the nails from the world, from us. And even still, after the nails, after the cross, after the the results of our scarcity and our fear and our sin, He kept his hands open, offering life to the world. I imagine sometimes, like, what would have happened if Jesus had just listened to the disciples and just sent the people away? And we would have missed this moment to understand, like, have a glimpse of the type of, like, life that Jesus is offering in the middle of our scarcities and our deserts. Verse 36 it says this, send them away so they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy something to eat for themselves. That's what the disciples wanted. Have the people fend for themselves. Have them battle for food out there. Um, Let's take the pressure off of us rather than thinking creatively and generously. But Jesus says, you give them something to eat. Watch what happens when you gather them into a community, when you model giving, when you model receiving, when you model having a community of different people, uh, people on, that are high, people who are low, people who are out, people who are in. Watch what happens. And I love, too, that Jesus gives us tools through this story. If you remember, the disciples, um, they, were, they, they were in a lonely desert place. And then by the end of the story, Jesus says, hey, seat people in groups as though they were having a banquet on what? Green grass. This is, I think, representative of that movement from scarcity to abundance, from a desert to a green pasture where Jesus is taking care of his sheep. When we give what we have in community, it so often multiplies. And if we're giving a scarcity mentality, that multiplies. If we're giving abundance ment- mentality, that multiplies. Think about it: when we give, um, maybe even the healing that you've experienced, and you're open and vulnerable about that, we we see the multiplication of healing in a community. When we give and receive forgiveness, we see that multiplied in a community. It's just the power of goodness and grace at work. Wow. Even when you give decision making power to others, that's multiplied. And I think leaders are multiplied when we give our power away. One of the questions that comes up is when we read this is, was this a miracle? Like, what is the miracle here? Was this like just Jesus alone, like the power of God flowing through him and multiplying bread? Was there no miracle at all? Was this just a, a moment of of inspiration, a moment of modeling where the leaders model giving and receiving and other people are like, oh, I've got some and I'm going to give to this. And it's kind of like the, that story of stone soup where everybody started throwing what they had in the pot and it multiplied. So is it a moment of inspiration or is it a moment of an actual miracle or is it both? Is it a moment where a, a, like, leadership is modeled, generosity and love is modeled, which is kind of like a miracle with humans sometimes? <laughs> and is it a miracle that Jesus' power is at work and, and are they at work together? And, you know, I don't know how you would interpret this, but my thinking is, I, I think this might have been both. This miracle that God's power is flowing through Jesus, but it, this, it's the power of participation. Like, our faith, when we are cooperating with God, like, there is a modeling of goodness that's happening, and there's also the power of God's grace at work. So I have a tendency to lean into both these things are happening. I wonder how you would look at this. Either way, God's healing, feeding, freeing, miraculous power is, I think, unlocking a new story of abundance through participation, through faith. Let me ask you this, what story are you writing with your life today? Will you leave a legacy of scarcity, consuming, or a legacy of abundance and compassion. Guys, I love you so much. See you next week. Thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions or comments about today's message or would like to contact Garden City Church, reach out at info@gardencitynw.com or click contact in our show notes. Garden City services are made possible by your generosity. Your generosity is love in action. Have a great week